0: ready for a good word? Awesome. Um, Just as the team was singing that song about the presence of the Lord, the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord is fullness. There's fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. There's fullness of prosperity and blessing and Glory and honor this the fullness of God and you think about it if if we tap into the presence of the Lord and there's the fullness of everything that God is then there's no room for anything else right when the when you're living in the fullness of joy there's no there's no room for humdrum and gloomy and bad days and this and that. I mean, bad days are just a choice, right? Everybody everybody think about this. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made, and, and a person chooses to rejoice and be glad in the day. So there's no bad days because God's never created a bad day. It's only by choice that a day is bad. Doesn't matter the circumstances. I didn't say there weren't circumstances trying to dictate an ugly day. But we choose to live in that or not live in it. I may say tonight, I choose to live in the presence of God. Amen. Fullness of joy, fullness of blessing, fullness of healing, fullness of prosperity, fullness, fullness, fullness in the presence of God. Tapping that, tapping into that. Amen. Sandra just said a minute ago, um, she alluded to the fact that her and Brian, in in their business and the things that they're doing, that they were not taught certain things. Um, Some people are taught um, business structure and, and information and. Some people are taught and have right information to do what they think is right. But God's given us the true teacher. And no matter how educated or developed you've been in days past, God will take what you have right now today, right where you're at, and He will develop in you the ability to be a success. He'll teach you how to study right where you're at. He'll teach you how to get informed and dig things out. He'll teach, you, he'll teach you how to go after nuggets of truth that will liberate you and set you free. You know, the Bible says, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, the truth of God's Word will make you truly free, but the truth of certain other things will make you free too. Truth will make you free. If you're a habitual liar and you begin to to speak the truth, speaking the truth will set you free. You find out the truth about business in certain areas, that truth will liberate you and set you free. The truth will set you free. The truth of God's Word is one area of liberty and freedom, but that liberty and freedom from God's Word will cause us to seek truth in every area of our life And cause us to abound. Amen? God created you to abound in the name of Jesus. Amen? I tell you what, it's a good day to live in the presence and the fullness of God. Glory to Jesus. How many enjoyed the Hudsons this weekend? Amen? Amen? It was great. I'm telling you, it was great. What a great couple and strong anointing. Thank you all. Strong anointing on their lives, operate prophetically as prophets, prophet and prophetess, but they're prophets. Um, And uh, tonight, I'm just going to share with you a few things in regards to prophecy and the things that you've, um, that you received this weekend. How, How many, how many in, in these meetings received specific prophetic words that were spoken to you just lift your hands real high how many in here sitting in here okay you got specific words spoken to you okay but everybody received a prophetic word from the teaching the and how many were in my I don't know what it was 20 week series I guess it was on the gifts of the Spirit. How many sat in the gifts of the Spirit teaching? You remember we talked a lot about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And um, and I want to allude to those gifts and and what we saw the Hudsons as prophets operate in as, the, as they were here over the weekend. And what they operated in I believe very strongly. There's no, we're not trying to make something up. I'm trying to I'm here tonight to encourage you to take what you heard and received and allow it to strengthen your life and give you something to fight the enemy with when the enemy tells you things that are not true. And, and we read the scripture out of 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18 that says prophetic words are given to, to defeat the enemy and his lies when he comes to us. That's why prophetic words are spoken. God has... God clearly has given the office of the prophet to the church as a gift. And predominantly, prophets operate in the gift of the word of knowledge and the gift of the word of wisdom. And that's what we heard them both operate in. Predominantly, Keith Hudson operates in the gift of the word of knowledge and his wife operates in the gift of the word of wisdom. Predominantly, you saw that and it was it was very clear. And so, I, I want to just bring some... Um, some clarity to that, and make sure that everybody really received over the weekend the things that they needed to receive. And if you didn't get a specific word to you, that just means that God doesn't love you as much as the other people. But that's not really true. Um, but everybody, everybody had had words spoken to him, and I'm going to specifically talk about um, the message about the hand of the Lord. And there's something very clear there. I mean, it's just a little nugget that I have, and there's a lot to that passage of Scripture and throughout the whole Bible about the hand of the Lord. But, um, but I just want to look at a couple things tonight. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter, one, uh, chapter 12. First Corinthians 12. I'm just going to start with verse 1, and we're going to just, just look for a moment at what these first 11 verses say about the gifts of the Spirit, and there's several profound statements in this passage that we need to understand, because you need, you and I both need to understand spiritual things. The world is hungering for spiritual truth, they want to know spiritual truth, and and. Where the church has failed, then the enemy has picked it up in the psychic world and trying to get people to believe in in the psychic world and 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 palm readers and crystal ball readers and those kind of things. And you know, if you've ever called numbers and f- tried to get psychic people in and all, that's just that's just you having a hunger for spiritual things. If you've ever done that. I'm telling you today, there's nothing there. There's not anything there. I don't care if they can read your mail or whatever. Okay, The, the reason that psychic people can read people's mail is because there's a devil in the spirit realm. The, the, the thing about the devil and mankind is if mankind does not tap into the spirit of God, then the devil eats their lunch all day long because he's in the realm of the spirit. I'm going to say it again, the devil wins where mankind, I don't care if you're born again or not, the devil wins if we don't tap into the Spirit of God. Spirit of God's already won. Spirit of God has the answer for everything. Spirit of God is on top and the enemy is defeated, but through deception he gets people to try to believe that he has ways of of being just as real and powerful and all this kind of thing that God is, and it's a lie. There's no power in that. It's all deception. Making people believe that psychic people are, you know, that have these special powers, and they don't. They're controlled by the enemy. And I'm I'm just being real blunt and honest. You're either controlled by God or you're controlled by the devil. There's no gray areas. There's God and there's the enemy. Okay? The enemy is defeated, but he's a liar and a cheater, and he makes people believe that he's real when he's really not. So what you saw on Sunday is someone operating in the gift of the Word of Wisdom and the gift of the Word of Knowledge predominantly. And to understand those gifts and how they operate, a lot of times you have to understand what they're not. Okay? Because what they operated in was not the spirit of wisdom or the spirit of knowledge. They operated in the gift of the word of each of those. Everybody say, a word, or a statement, or a sentence. If you notice, real prophetic words are just a sentence or several sentences or a a nugget of something that is spoken that challenges your life. See, there's vast wisdom and knowledge that is made available to every human being. The Bible says in James 1 and verse 5, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men. Everybody say all men. Not just prophets, not just somebody that operates in a a gift, but He gives to all men liberally and He doesn't withhold. He gives people wisdom. Right? There's another passage of Scripture that says, Study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God that rightly discerns the word of truth or the knowledge of God's word. That's for everybody. So, the prophets on Sunday didn't operate in the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge. They operated in the gift of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. They're gifts. And here in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 1 it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. In other words, I don't want you to be unaware of spiritual gifts. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away under these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. That's a whole other area, but I'm just reading these verses because there's some good things in it. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities of these gifts, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given through these gifts to each one for the profit of all. Everybody say, profit of all. So these gifts are given to men to operate in for the profit of humanity, not. For attention to be drawn to people that operate in the gifts. People that seek after the gift itself so many times end up allowing the gift to destroy their life because it's not about the gift, it's about the gift giver. Notice, you know, in in everything that he said here only one Spirit, only one Lord, only one God who works all and is in it for everybody, right? So he says, but the, manifest, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one. Everybody say to one. He didn't say to everybody, he said to one. is given the word of wisdom. So does that mean in the history of the world, of anybody that's ever been alive, only one person's ever operated in the gift of wisdom. So I guess it was Mary Hudson. No. But he gives to one. Okay? Then he gives... To one, the the word of wisdom. To another one, he gives the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another one, the gift of faith by the same Spirit. To another one, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another one, the working of miracles by the same Spirit. and, And prophecy and discerning of spirits. And different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. But notice verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things... Distributing to each one individually as He wills. Um, I was asked uh, at the beginning of the year, I was asked to preach and minister in a prophetic conference that's coming up this summer. I'm going to minister in this prophetic conference. I was asked to do that. And and uh, I prayed about it and I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm not a prophet. I'm, I'm a pastor and I have apostolic anointing on my life. I know that. I don't go around telling everybody that, but I just know it because I understand what an apostle is. So I have that anointing within my life. But many times when I've ministered in other places, sometimes here, but many times when I've ministered in other places, The gift of the word of knowledge and the gift of the word of wisdom will operate in and through my life. And uh, I mean, a number of different times I've gone to a place just to preach a word, and I've preached the word, and then all of a sudden, several different times, I've prophesied to every individual person in the whole place. The whole place. (laughs) <laughs> they talked about on sunday that that wouldn't happen but it just worked out that way i mean the, the, the people wanted it and it and it flowed through me but but that's only been in just a number of times but my confidence is not in the fact that i'm gifted to work something up my confidence is in the lord because the bible says it's as the lord wills that so What I'll do, God's given me a message for this church and for this conference that I'm going to preach in. He's given me a word for that. I'm going to preach that word and those gifts will flow. Why? Because it's a prophetic conference. And I don't need, you know, I don't need to maybe drink some more holy water, you know, or maybe if I prayed another. 10 hours a day that i make sure that I'm anointed when I go to this conference. I'm just going because God said. I mean, I was invited, but I had to ask God about going. He said to do it. I'm going to the conference to preach because God said. And when I go, I'll operate in these gifts because I don't have to go on my own strength and ability and I don't have to perform. I just go and be the vessel and do what God says. You see? And so, as you... As you received prophetic words from the couple that came, that we invited them to come, and we invited them to come and to prophesy and to speak over different people, as, as you came and you received, as the Lord willed that, notice He didn't, they didn't speak to everybody, right? They spoke to the people that God said, and those words, okay, as they go forth. If you receive what was spoken and what was said, those words will profit your life. They'll, they'll cause you to be strengthened. They'll cause you to be elevated and lifted up. And they'll give you, they'll give you thoughts about how God sees you in a situation or, or if, it's a, if, it's a word of, if it's a word of wisdom... If it's a gift of the word of wisdom, then it's talking about future things. If it's the gift of the word of knowledge, it's talking about past and present things. And when those words are spoken, I'm encouraging you to really take those words and and allow them to strengthen you, to encourage you, to uplift you, if you received a specific word. But if you were here for any of the service, and like, Sandra said you can download those from our the website from our podcast. I'd listen to those words because those words that were spoken on Sunday morning Sunday night were prophetic words for this body and for our city. And I want to specifically look and go to 1st Chronicles chapter 21. I want to look at that 13th verse that they shared out of. Because there's 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 a number of things that I think are very important. that that we grab a hold of from the Word. And I just felt real strong today that God was telling me to expound on this. Because He he wants to show you and I some things in regards to this. In verse 13, He says, of 1 Chronicles in the Old Testament, David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Anybody, Anybody... You don't have to lift your hand, but anybody, ah, let's just say in the last three years, anybody in the last three years been under any time of great distress? Or let's say just kind of like great distress or a little bit of distress or whatever, okay? You've been under some distress, in other words, you've been under some stress and pressure. And you know, at times stress and pressure can produce hopelessness. Some people think that hopelessness is like you're at the point of committing suicide. No. Hopelessness is means you have no hope. In other words, your faith isn't working because faith is the substance of the thing that you're hoping for. Not hoping it's going to come to pass, but this expectation on the inside that what God has promised, He's able to do that for you. And if you lose that, you become hopeless. You, be, you, be, you find yourself in distress, under stress and pressure that you feel like, it, you, you, at times you feel like God's lost your number, doesn't know who you are, doesn't give a crud about you, and, re, and, 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 and everybody else around you, it seems like God's so busy because everybody else's, all their needs are being met. And you're the only lone loser. That's distress. So, the question from this verse was, I am in great distress, please let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. Well, if you read this story, this is is an identical story in 2 Samuel here about David. Um, The problem was he was in the hand of man. Please don't let me fall into the hand of man. Please, in other words, get me out of the hand of man. So, I want, to, I want to look at just three or four different verses of Scripture that talk about the hand of God versus the hand of man. Second Chronicles, just turn over a few pages. 2 Chronicles 30, and verse 12 says this. Also the hand of God was on Judah to give them singleness of heart to obey the command of the king and leaders at the word of the Lord. The hand of God will bring you into a place where there's no double-mindedness. James 1 says, The double-minded man can expect to receive nothing from God. The hand of God, the Scripture is real clear that in, in one hand is riches and honors, honor and in the other hand is authority and dominion and power. At God's right hand is where Jesus sits and at that right hand is where you and I are represented and at that right hand is all dominion, all power, and all authority over anything that you and I face. Could that deliver you and relieve you of distress? I imagine. His cry was that he would fall into the hand of the Lord. I imagine. To fall into the hands of the Lord where there's riches and honor and authority and dominion and power. It's a win-win. You can't lose. The deal is is that they were in the the uh, the hand of man. Look at another verse. Ecclesiastes 9. And verse 1, after Psalms and Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 1. For I considered all this in my heart so that I, I could declare it all, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. That the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. People know neither love nor hatred by anything they see before them. That the righteous, the wise, and their works are in the hand of God. When people, when people are in the hand of god when people have submitted themselves to god and to the hand of god there's righteousness and wisdom and the follow through of the works <laughs> that's what i like i don't want to just talk about something happening i want the results and that means doing it right that's what happens with the hand of the lord so just i mean there's i mean there's a plethora of scriptures throughout the bible about the hand of the lord and the hands of god But let's look at what the Bible says, and there's tons of them about the hand of man. But just look at a couple of them. Psalm 71 and verse 4. The hand of man versus the hand of the Lord. 71 and 4. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous, and the cruel man deliver me o god out of the hand of the wicked out of the hand of the unrighteous and the cruel man there's there's cruelty but the hand of man represents the wicked and the word wicked there is twisted it comes from the word wicker or wick like a candle wick and a candle wick is established through its twisting and the hand of man is a counterfeit of the hand of God. And you know where the difference is? It's in the way we think. Some people, some people think through fear that God is one way when He's something totally opposite. Some people think they're disqualified in life to operate in what the hands of God, we're just talking about a one verse of Scripture that was preached here on Sunday, but... If we're talking about the hands of God and there's wealth and riches in one hand and there's power dominion and authority in the other hand, how many people today would say they feel like I'm not just talking about you, I'm just saying mankind in general that they have a right or that that they're qualified to operate in what the hands of the Lord represent. See, the hand of man, the hand of man is man trying to do it on their own. It's twisted. It's perverted. It's counterfeit. Well, you know, I've I've made too many mistakes so God won't receive me and accept me. I've done too much wrong, so how could I be qualified to operate in those kind of things? So I'm going to have to make my own way. Hmm? I've done it my way i got to do it my way. So I've got to acquire wealth or riches or power or authority or, and try to control other people. And through manipulation and through insecurity, people try to control other people because there's no faith and trust in God. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge God, and He will make your paths the way He created them to be. He'll do it. The Bible says He'll do it, but it comes from trusting in our hearts that God is who He says He is and then that we can operate in that. Because you and I, according to the New Testament revelation, you and I are the hands and the feet and the mouth and everything that God is in the earth. And so we are... His expression to the earth if, I mean we are, not, not, and that's not if, but whether that is expressed or not depends on whether you and I know who we are in Him and accept what He's done for us and then accept the responsibility to walk it out. We just read in the hands of the Lord that not only is there righteousness and wisdom, but the fulfillment of the works in the hands of the Lord. So when he shared that word... On Sunday, man, I mean, it just went pooh. It went through me. That, that there's the hand of man and then there's the hand of the Lord. There's the twisted way of thinking of man and then there's the righteous way of thinking of God. Let's look at another verse. Proverbs 21-25. The hand of man. 21-25. and 25. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. And the verse before that says, why is that? Why do his hands refuse to labor? Because he's been deceived. And see, that lazy man thinks he's lazy, and because of his laziness, he thinks he's disqualified and could never be used by God. See, you can read that passage of Scripture like that lazy guy is just this horrible, worthless piece of crud. God never made a piece of crud. He made everybody good. We choose, and through twisted thinking and, and relying on the arm of the flesh and the hands of man, when we rely on our own ability and not trusting God for the ability to overcome situations, we find ourselves lazy and lethargic and weighed down with no ability, and then there's no works and we don't follow through with things. Why? Because there's no trust. So daily, we've got to learn to trust that God created me righteous. Say it. I'm righteous. Say it again. Say, I have wisdom. Say it again. You're righteous and you have wisdom. And as a result of that, because of the hand of the Lord and because of the representation at the right hand of the Father, as a result of that representation at the right hand of the Father, you have dominion and authority to overcome every situation you face. And I'm just telling you tonight, we're here at gates of the city to remind you of that because out there they're telling you you're worthless, lazy bum or whatever it is. You, know. you don't measure up. You're not good enough. And the world's always getting you to compare. One of the, one, one of the negatives of social media is One of the negatives, everybody say just one. Okay, a lot of great things about social media. One of the negatives of social media is that people compare themselves to other people. People will get off of social media because they feel so bad about themselves. And the truth is, you have nothing to feel less about. You were created in the image of God. You were created the way God made you, you see? And whoever you are, just be that. And so one of the reasons you're on social media is to make other people feel good. So like their stuff put comments out there at different times i mean you know i have to overdo it but just put a comment sometime somebody you might not normally make a comment to and make them feel good so then you can make social media good just don't the 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 the, the one negative that i have is that people just tear themselves up wear themselves out and abuse themselves and and you know wonder why they even got on there and then they get on there the next day (laughs) Why did I get on there? And then I get on again and again and again. Bam, 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 bam. Twisted thinking. Being defeated by the enemy, right? The hand of man. Forget the hand of man. All I'm about is the hand of God. Amen? That's it. The hand of the Lord, wealth and riches, authority, dominion, and everything that God is and has is mine. Amen? Amen. The hands of God. The hands of God, not the hand of man. 2 Samuel 14:16. Just 2 Samuel 14 and 16. For the king will hear and deliver his maidservant from the hand of man who would destroy me and my son together from the the inheritance of God. (laughs) The hand and the trust of man will separate you and destroy you and keep you from the inheritance of God. That's a good verse. You need to take that. Say, that's mine. We need to tell ourselves, I will not let the arm of the flesh or the hand of man or anything that has to do with the thinking of man or the thinking of the world keep me from the inheritance of God. Amen? I receive the right hand of God. I receive the left hand of God. I receive the hand of the Lord. And distress has no place in me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? I'm on top and I'm not underneath. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Everything I set my hand to is prospering because of the hand of the Lord. And I'm just telling you, as you heard that word, that word was prophetic for everybody sitting in this place and anybody that will hear it online. It's prophetic. And you need to embrace it and receive it that way and know that the hand of the Lord is your strength and you're as good today as you will ever be in the eyes of God. I didn't say, I didn't say that certain things aren't pleasing because we don't operate in faith and areas because without faith it's impossible to please God. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't approve of who you are as an individual. Amen? You'll never be any better in the eyes of God, than you are today. What happens is you get stronger and and more detailed and more on top of situations and acting more like God than than you do the world or the enemy that's in the world. You can be born again and act just like the devil. I'm gonna say it again. You can be born again and act just like the devil. Why? Thinking's wrong. Twisted, wicked thinking it says one thing when God says something totally opposite and different than that, amen. So, um, back in First Corinthians, and I'll, I'll end with this. I want to make this point. Uh, no, I mean in uh, I mean in First Timothy. Well, it's not back in First Timothy. That's where we're going is First Timothy. We hadn't been to First Timothy yet. So how can you go back to First Timothy if you've not been there first already? So we're going to First Timothy. And verse one, or chapter one and verse 18. <clears throat> this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage. The good warfare. And I believe that that warfare is the warfare for the hand of God and deliverance from the hand of man. That warfare has to do with being delivered from distress and stress and pressure of life and embracing the fullness of God in everything that you do. That's what the warfare of the prophecies produce. So if you didn't receive a specific prophetic word or if you've had prophetic words in the past and you don't allow those to remind you of things, that's where the enemy comes in and tries to destroy people. That's why, I mean, we've been in Kerrville for 26 years and that's why we've allowed the prophetic ministry through the years. We had a lot more of it several years back, but more, there's more of an increase of the prophetic, I believe, that's arising in, in our nation and around the world today and will come through this body more and more as, as, as we go, just as God wills and when He wants it. But when you receive prophetic words, you've got to make that a part of you and allow those prophetic words to enable you to do warfare. But I'm telling you, everybody that was sitting here Heard the word preached. And that word about the hand of God and what I'm sharing with you right now was a prophetic message that you can embrace and do warfare against the enemy when the enemy tells you things that are not true. The hand of God versus the hand of man. And we will give the enemy absolutely no place. Amen? Now, go back to 1 Corinthians 12 and then we'll end with this. So, as a result of the gift of the word of wisdom and the gift of the word of knowledge and the the things that were spoken, God, and, and I shared this with you when we taught this series on the gifts of the Spirit, God wants all of us to be open at different times to be used to bring a word of these gifts of the Spirit to encourage other people. Because I'm telling you, people need it. People need to be encouraged. People need words of wisdom and words of knowledge. They need words of exhortation and, and comfort that prophecy brings. And how can those things come If they don't come through you, well, they'll get it from someone else. That's the worst attitude to have. If we know it's at our disposal that we can be used to tell somebody that, we we don't don't have to say it in some religious way. I mean, just telling somebody, you know what? God just told me to let you know that everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. If that's what you got, if that's what you hear, How how can someone hear from God if there's no audible voice? The lie of the enemy is that you have to hear something audible to be able to hear. And that's not true. That's not true. Have Have you ever been just sitting in a group? You might be sitting here right now. And right now you're having thoughts about something else. I'm I'm talking, and all of a sudden, your mind's thinking about something else. Could God speak to you in a thought? Yes, absolutely. absolutely, it has to be that way. If you can have thoughts, uh, l- let's say, let's say uh, God gives me a thought to give Preston hundred dollars. It's a good thought. Where'd it come from? Well, that was just the devil. <laughs> I don't think so. Right? So was that just me? No, nah, probably not. I probably wouldn't just think, well, I just need to give him $100. So if a thought like that came, could that be from God? Is that a gift of the Spirit in operation? Yeah. It's a gift of the Word of Knowledge, especially if, you know, extreme example, but especially if Preston ate his last meal and he has no money and doesn't know where the money's coming from, and God says, just give Preston $100, okay? The thought says, give Preston $100. Well, just weigh it out. Where in the heck did a thought like that come from? In most cases, people aren't just normally that generous just to throw money around, Right? Okay? And the devil doesn't want to see somebody's need met, so the thought would come from God, and that would be the gift of the word of knowledge in that situation, because it's a present-time need that needs to be met, and God wants you to use you to do it. I mean, that's how simple it is. And, and, and how do things like that not get done when we don't obey and we don't develop the gifts through practice? Because it takes faith. It takes natural faith being developed in your life to believe that God would speak to you, to to believe that you could hear something like that and it not be an audible voice and it really be God trying to get something over to you. And And I'm just telling you today, based on what I've learned in over 38 years of being born again, and studying the Word and living the Word, I'm telling you, that's how God operates. He created us. He has the master plan and blueprint for our lives, and this is the way He ticks. And I want to talk, <laughs> right? I want to tick-tock with God. I want to be connected to, if that's the way God thinks, then I want to be on the receiving end of that because I want to be used by God. Amen. And so that's what it's going to take for you and I to be connected in the earth right now to what God is doing. You're either going to be connected to God and what He's doing in the earth, or you're going to be connected to what the system is doing. And the system's connected to the news media, and the news media tells you all kinds of things all day long. But this news right here most times goes contrary to what that news is saying out there. So we live in that world. we got to listen to that news. we got to be a part of it. you got to relate to people. You know, you can't say, ah, I don't listen to all that. No, don't say that. Just listen to it and just smile. But when you're listening to this news and you're hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and the gifts of the Spirit begin to operate in and through your life, then you're able to connect with other people and cause things well to happen. So the Spirit of the Lord says, just what I said earlier, the the Spirit of God said that to me to tell you, everything is going to be okay to you. Everything is going to be okay. Okay? Everything is going to be okay. Okay? See, see could God say something like that? I said that earlier as, as like a word, and, and as soon as that came out of my mouth, I saw her. So I would just bide my time and... Putting a bunch of fluff in here and just kind of working it up until I get over here and say it to her over here. But that's that's that is a word of exhortation to her that everything is going to be okay. That's not that's not a past, present, future. That's a that's just it covers them all. Exhortation and truth covers everything, and that's a that's a gift in Romans Chapter 12, one of the seven foundational gifts of the spirit of exhortation. And so, as that word is spoken, now she's able to take that word and use it, because I promise you, it spoke to her. I'm confident about what I said to her, and I know it was God, and so It'll it'll minister to her. Sometimes a word will minister now. Sometimes it'll minister in the future. Sometimes it'll be something that happens, you know, 10 years from now. But a word from God is to edify and uplift and to build and to strengthen and to solidify. Amen? And God created you to operate in that.